Thursday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. We're in our temporary studio tonight while the other studio, our main studio, is getting redone because of all the hurricane stuff and other things. So, in our temporary studio tonight, it won't be any different except for the background's different. Put together by my awesome producer, Aaron. Great job, Aaron. Appreciate you. Right, let's go right to this. Tracking the 2020 tweet. U.S. military is now testing all its soldiers. Notice the date on the bottom, May 18, 2023. U.S. military is now testing all its soldiers for AIDS after DOD database. That's the DMED database. Check it yourself. Not right-wing conspiracy theory. The DMED database, which tracks every soldier's health from the moment they enlist until the moment they depart. That's it. It's absolute. It's QR-coded. It's perfect. So this is from the DOD database, which, by the way, of course, Lloyd Austin is always trying to classify and sequester this, this information from Thomas Renson's federal lawsuit. After the DOD database reports a 500% increase in HIV since, what, what year is it? Right, let me just guess now. Was it 19, 2019, 2018? Was it even 2022? Was it even 2023? No, no. Of course, it's 2021. When you had every single person in the military mandated to take a vaccination, one that's not FDA approved, even though Biden said over and over, over and over again that it was, and all of these people need to be held civilly and criminally liable for what they've done. Joe Biden, namely, for because he is the commander in chief, espousing over and over and over again that this vaccine. And notice, this isn't old news. This is at the bottom. Look at it, May eighteenth, twenty twenty-three. Joe Biden over and over again, again says that the, the vaccine, namely the Pfizer vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, the one that are used inside the military was FDA approved. And again, I've said this 500 times on the podcast. There is not one FDA approved vaccination that's ever been given to one soldier or one civilian inside of the continental United States of America. And to my knowledge, not one FDA approved COVID-19 vaccination has been given to any United States citizen at all ever because the people who actually put together the only FDA approved vaccine is BioNTech which is the German subsidiary of Pfizer so who did their clinical trials I don't know but BioNTech's Comirnaty is the only FDA approved vaccine to this day not one American after Joe Biden over and over and over again and everybody else Anthony Fauci uh, Rochelle Walensky, Francis Collins, all of them came out and said this was an FDA approved drug. According to your military contract, they're not even allowed to, they're not allowed to vaccinate you with any vaccine that's not FDA approved. And everybody in the military has been vaccinated, which is 99.9% of soldiers, which is an atrocity, by the way, not just for the people doing the vaccine, but the people taking the vax. Yes, I just said it. And I mean it because you should have stood and you should have said, no, well, I could lose my job. You know, there's more important things in life like living than keeping your job. But these people need to be held. Joe Biden, because he is the commander in chief who mandated not, not listen, I can't stand what Trump did with Operation Warp Speed, but he didn't, he never mandated the vaccination for one person ever. Hate what he did with COVID for the first 60 days. Hate what he did with, with op, uh, Operation Warp Speed. Hate all that, but he never mandated it to anybody. Joe Biden mandated it to the entire federal government and all federal government contractors and all employers with more than 100 employees, which is the only part that got defeated in federal court. All the federal, uh, federal employees and federal contractors still had to take it, and that includes the military. 
And so they're being, they're being injected with a vaccination that violates their military contract. Joe Biden needs to be held criminally responsible. Anthony Fauci, criminally responsible. Uh, Rochelle Walensky, criminally responsible. Uh, NIH director Francis Collins, criminally responsible for this. Each and every one of them need to be held criminally responsible for this. Reports of a 500% increase in HIV since the vaccine rollout. Immediately after the 2021 vax rollout, it was widely reported that it had, had, that it had AIDS DNA inside it, and now we are seeing the U.S. Army confirm those rumors. All right, let's show you now. Went back deep into the TLP archives. Aaron keeps everything we've ever done, so we have it. It's ours. They can delete it off of Twitter all they want. That's why I can produce all of the stuff that's been deleted. Like, uh, you, you'll own nothing and be happy. Uh, we got it. Um, the NIH deleting gain-of-function research off their website. Uh, we got it. So they can delete whatever they want. Good luck, because I actually still have it. So let me show you the videos here. Aaron Elizabeth Health Nut News video. 50 million doses of vaccine were called as they triggered, quote unquote, false positives in HIV tests. Play for me. Really wanted for Christmas was a local vaccine, but... The University of Queensland vaccine um, will not be able to proceed. 50 million planned doses scrapped after triggering false positive results for HIV. As in science, things don't always go right. It's certainly a tough day for the, for the team. The UQ vaccine applied a molecular clamp closing the coronavirus spikes using an HIV protein which falsely triggered infection markers. Everybody who had the vaccine uh, did show some level of false positive result. One of them, Mel Stott. I can totally understand where they're coming from, but I still have no concerns about my health or anybody else's health. The vaccine was proving effective in trials and the participants were at no risk, but... The risk to vaccine confidence was the principal issue here. Vaccine expert Professor Nikolai Petrovsky says he raised the alarm early. Our feeling was it, it, it was too experimental a technology to be rolled out. No warnings were ignored at all. Professor Murphy says the risk of false positives was always known but considered small. Unfortunately, it just became a bigger problem than anyone had anticipated. But don't you worry, because you know what? They still injected everybody with that vaccine. But don't worry, they worked all the kinks out. Oh, did they? With a 500% increase in HIV in the middle. 500%. 500% increase. Not, not 10%. Not two, listen, a 10% increase in HIV in the military would, would, would cause alarm bells to go off in any coherent human being. But a 500% increase? Where you used to have 100 people, now you got 600 people? I mean, that, that, of course, is simplistic math because you're dealing with the military that when you're dealing with the military itself and the, and the subsidiaries in the military, millions of people in a 500% increase in HIV infections. Very strange, isn't it? And, you know, in the, in the vaccine, they just happen to attach an HIV protein to it. Why would you need to do that? Well, that's strange, isn't it? So here's some more confirmation for you. Again, this is not delving deep into 2021. These are the stats that have come out now. They're still part of the Thomas Rents lawsuit, whereas there's basically a 200 to 1600% increase in all maladies inside the military. All of them. That's a fact. That's not stopping. It's not going down. It's not fading away. We just have a Goebbels media. So you never hear about it. You have to come to places like this to actually get the news. 
Because nobody else will tell you the news because it violates their political agenda. Listen, the leftist globalist media, even if they were dropping dead themselves of myocarditis, would never blame the vaccine for myocarditis because it would, it would violate their political agenda. So here's some more proof for you. Janie video. We have the papers to prove that HIV glycoprotein 120 was inserted into the spike protein. Play it for me. Basically three things to look at. There is what's known as HIV glycoprotein 120, which is a part of the HIV virus. We have the papers that show that Shi Zheng Li of the Wuhan Institute intentionally inserted that into the spike protein to make the virus, the coronavirus, infective. There's also something known as a PRRA insert. And so those four amino acids, of which there's three nucleotide bases, which are the genetic code for them for each one, that's 12. That insert is called a furin, F-U-R-I-N, insert. <clears throat> and no other coronavirus on the planet has that. That insert is critical to make this spike protein infective in people. And the U.S. government just happens to own the patent for it. The other thing is that not only is the glycoprotein 120 a prion, so a prion is something that when it comes into your body, changes your proteins so they become abnormal. And classic diseases that people are aware of are mad cow disease and Alzheimer's disease. And those are because of prions. It turns out that not only is the glycoprotein 120 a prion, but very much like a box, if you step on it, you'll change the rest of the shape of the box. When the PRRA inserts and the glycoprotein 120 are inserted into the spike protein, they change the shape of the spike protein compared to other coronaviruses. And it turns out that that spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 is a prion. You can find the grants that paid for the research that led to this happening. One of the patents is for the express purpose of altering, changing, genetically changing the spike protein on coronaviruses. Now, I don't know how much clearer you have to get than patent, federal funding, genetically changing spike protein to coronaviruses. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just dumbfounded by the fact that we don't already have these guys in prison, but we're gonna get there. And they all should be in prison because this has been about death from day one. And I hate to delve deep into this stuff every single time, but just in case there's people that don't know exactly how this worked, maybe you're somebody who watched this and never said you're wrong about masking, locking down, and social distancing, and taking the vaccination. Please understand that this is what the doc says. We have papers to prove that, gly that HIV glycoprotein 120 was inserted into the spike protein. In other words, gain-of-function research which was funded by Anthony Fauci. And of course, they always have their NGO plausible deniability, which you will say, of course, the, N the NIH didn't fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology because the NIH's money, NIAID specifically, that money was given to, to uh, Equal Health Alliance. So it wasn't actually the NIH that did it. It was Peter Daszak and the Equal Health Alliance was the one who sent the money. Even though they sent the money to Peter to to Peter uh, Peter Dosak through the Eco Health Alliance to go to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but of course they have the NGO plausible deniability, and in that S spike protein 
And just so you know, now everyone needs to hear these these different terms. Fear and cleavage site, which what that is about is to train that S-spike protein to do what the word says. Cleave. Cleavage site. To cleave onto humanity. In other words, human cells. Gain of function. It doesn't, at the, the COVID-19 from a bat had no ability to cleave to your cells until Anthony Fauci funded Ralph Baer. I thought you said Peter Dawson. It's all, it's, yes, it, it all went that, it went to, and it gets a little complicated, sort of, but it's just many different tributaries to one big river, the river leaning right to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So you have Ralph Barrick, who is, by the way, of course, you have Moderna who, who partners with the NIH. NIH is NIAID Anthony Fauci. The U.S. government owns the fear and cleavage site, Pat Patton. All of these Moderna scientists are actually getting, that's why Anthony Fauci refuses to answer about the royalties that he himself made and the NIH scientists made because they're actually in partnership with Moderna. It's not the government hiring Moderna. It's Moderna and the government. That's fascism being one entity. One entity. So you have Anthony Fauci funding Ralph Baer because we're working with the bat lady at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, sending her our fair and cleavage site patented material to our sworn enemy, the CCP, the PLA, the People's Liberation Army. Ralph Barrick's giving that to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Inside, so they train a S-spike protein, which has been infiltrated with HIV, glycoprotein 120, which make, basically my producer Aaron said this was just accurate. Glycoprotein, I mean, glycoproteins cause prions, which is holes in your brain, like mad cow disease. That was inserted into the S-spike protein that developed the alpha variant of COVID-19. And so not only do, do they, at the, it's all about death. For the development of the, al, of the alpha variant of COVID-19, they inserted HIV into the S-spike protein, then also inserted into the S-spike protein a, a ferrin cleavage site so that it gained function and attached to humanity. That's one aspect. And though, then they lock you down, they put you in mass, tell you to stand six feet apart. Certain amount of people died of COVID-19, mainly the elderly, because they're all about death, where you have wretched witless sending in thousands of, sending in thousands of infected COVID patients into nursing homes and killing them. Cuomo doing the same thing in New York. Tom Wolf doing the same thing in Pennsylvania. Gavin Newsom doing the same thing in California. Notice there's no red Republicans doing it at all because red, red, red state Republican governors are not about killing people. Only leftist blue Democrats are about killing people, either whether you're in the womb or out of the womb. So it's all about death. So they create out the alpha variant with, with HIV and ferrin cleavage sites. And then they do all their what we you know, mitigations. They send you home where 76% of people infected by COVID caught it in their own home. So they send you to where you're going to catch it. If you don't catch it there and you're in a nursing home, they'll send COVID infected patients into your nursing home and infect you there because you're very vulnerable. It's all about death. They want they, they execute one to 2 million babies per year in the women's side of the United States every year, 41.2 million worldwide. It's all about death, lowering the earth's population, hating humanity, just like Satan himself. So they create it, they create the original alpha variant with HIV in it, and then do all their mitigations, and then, which kill a bunch of people. Mass suicide, mass fentanyl deaths, mass causing people to re-breathe in their latent viruses over and over again. 
mass infections, and we'll get to remdesivir in a little bit, kill you with remdesivir, what we call COVID killing inside the hospital, Stu, what Stu Peters calls, calls the modern-day ovens, as in 1930s and 1940s, were actually our hospitals, not your homes, not your, not your places of work. So they infected, they, they, caught, they create the original alpha variant using HIV, again, glycoproteine 120, put ferrin cleavage sites on it, offer all their mitigations. So this is all death, all death. And then they come to you with their life-saving vaccines, their life-saving vaccines, which also have HIV in them. HIV and what you're trying, what they're allegedly trying to keep you from catching, and HIV and the solution. HIV and what they're trying to keep you from getting, and the thing that they're using to keep you from getting this alleged virus is also HIV. You get HIV all the way around. I wonder why we have a 500% increase in HIV in the United States military strain. I'm sure it's just all coincidence, right? I'm sure it's just all coincidence. Just a couple other things. We're going to come back to vaccines and remdesivir in a little bit. Just had to comment on a few things from the pregame. I just, I, I, there's times where I just have to decide because they tend to spend way too long on each slide. Which things I'm going to talk about, one things, one things I'm not. I never plan on talking about the pregame stuff, but I just had to mention one thing. Well, a couple things. First of all, we had 30 tons of ammonium nitrate. I didn't even think of this until my producer Aaron actually brought this up. 30 tons of ammonium nitrate, which was used in the Oklahoma City Tim McVeigh bombing, Right. So that's what was used to blow up the federal building. Now, at a time when we have, let's see, hundreds and hundreds of military-aged Chinese men crossing our southern border out of nowhere, as well as representatives from over 120 countries who have crossed our border under the Biden administration, almost all of the military-aged men. Very strange, we have 30 tons of ammonium nitrate, 30 tons disappear into thin freaking air. Thin air, no idea where it's at. That's strange, isn't it? And the other thing is where Joe Biden talks about the, the, the quad, the quad, which is India, Australia, Japan, and the United States that he put together for military security in the Indian Ocean, right? <laughs> he put it together. Uh, that was put together by, by Donald Trump four years ago. And Donald Trump actually called it the quad. Joe Biden doesn't even rename it. He could have named it the four. He doesn't even rename it. This was done by Donald Trump four years ago. I mean, the audacity of these people. And what's so sad is that so, everybody's such a low, this will be reported by the Washington Post. This will, this will be reported by the Krasenstein idiots on Twitter. It'll be reported. I mean, there's videos of Donald Trump saying the quad four years ago. And you have these people, and the people are so brain dead and such automaton drones. They believe everything that comes out of, of, of Dr. Pudding. President President Pudding. I mean, it's an absolute bold-faced lie. And I just had to get that out to everybody. Just the audacity of his life. He's a pathological, just psychopath. I graduated with three degrees, top of my class. This is a lie. And O'Biden had to admit his memory failed him. No, it's not your memory failing. Your memory failing is you when you actually say Tuesday and it was actually Wednesday. That's your memory failing. You say this three o'clock is actually four o'clock. That's your memory failing. Memory failure is not making up stories out of thin air, like creating the quad. Look what I've done in my first two years. What nobody else has done. Donald Trump did it four years ago and named it the quad. <laughs> Idiot. And I mean, it's not just him. It's the idiots that follow the idiots. It's like the movie Dumb and Dumber. Who's actually dumb? Who's, who's dumber? 
The dumb person or the person that follows the dumb person? For me, it's the person who follows the dumb person. And all of all the COVID-caving Christians, COVID-caving conservatives, COVID-caving clergy, you are dumb, dumber than the original dumb person for following a dumb person. Mask, vax, take your vaccine. I mean, it's amazing. Social distance, lock up your churches. You're like, Tom, you're always bringing this up because it's coming again. Right now, right at this very moment, the World Health Organization's pandemic treaty is unfolding right before your very eyes as CBDC comes. CBDC gets rolled out on July, July 11th. It's all tied together. The pandemic treaty, which will be ratified a year from today, if we don't stand, it'll be, we lose all medical sovereignty, which it will start as medical sovereignty. We'll lose all sovereignty because everything will be medical. Now, there's too much CO2 in the air. Uh, there's too many dust particles in the air. Uh, it's too hot outside. Lock down the economy. It's happening right now. You can't, be, you can't follow dumb people anymore because you're afraid of the repercussions of not following dumb people. Who cares if a dumb person calls you a racist? Who cares if a dumb person calls you somebody who lacks compassion? Who cares? They're dumb people. Who cares what they think? And this is happening where Joe Biden has signed over, signed over our sovereignty to the World Health Organization. And it gets ratified a year from today. And they're talking about doing, and we'll get to this hopefully in a minute. They're talking about doing a rehearsal in the fall. And that sounds very much like event 201, doesn't it? Again, I told you, it's coming back in. For all, they, they have to put together this global response to these pandemics. What pandemics? What pain? A 0.1% death rate? That's your, what, when was the last one? Those two, was it 1970, what was it, seven, 1917 flu? 1917, Spanish. Spanish flu, 19, that was the last pandemic? So we only got, we only got 100 years in between. 103 years in between. And nobody would die of that now anyway. Hardly anybody. Of course, people die of these things every year, but only the vulnerable. All right, let's switch, I'll switch topics for a couple minutes and we're coming back. Our insider paper tweet. Just had to show you this because, again, I just it's very easy. It's an easy sentence to say because it's for ease of conversation. Everything's a lie. Everything that you see is a Goebbels clickbait lie to propagate the globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist narrative. That's all that it is. Lo and behold, you have a U-Haul tr- truck smash. I mean, like they're ever going to get through the, the steel in concrete, 12-inch thick steel pipes. And even if you smash through this, you're dead. So lo and behold, of course, a U-Haul truck just smashes into the White House gate, right? And of course, you know, just stealing, I'll steal from the article. Actually, I'm stealing from somebody else. I can't remember who it was, though. Breaking apparently a Nazi flag has been pulled from the cab of a U-Haul truck that rammed the security barrier at Lafayette Square near the White House. And somebody wrote, so I'm stealing your stuff, and I don't mean to steal it. I'd give you, I'd give you uh, props for it, but I just... Don't remember who it was. It's just like, lo and behold, the cops put out the Nazi flag on the ground. Now, here's what's, and I'll just tell you from 25 years of law enforcement experience, 1992, 2017, street level law enforcement myself, you never take your evidence and put it on the ground for the, for the media to photograph. Just saying, what do you do, drag out the dead body with the bullet hole in his forehead for everybody to photograph? No, you do what's called preserving evidence. I thought, I thought everybody was so concerned about ongoing investigations, not speaking about ongoing investigations. 
Although you never can discuss anything that's going on with an ongoing investigation, which is just carefully camouflaged obfuscation, using just using a random excuse to not tell the tell people the truth. The excuse of well, I can't discuss that right now because it's an ongoing investigation. Well, you, so you take you actually take the flag, spread, put it. To, oh, where, where else? Where else was this done? Oh, Mar-a-Lago. They found the alleged classified documents. And then spread them out all over the place, took pictures of them, and leaked it to the media. That would be the FBI. And lo and behold, in this incident, you'd actually take the evidence and put it on the ground for the media to photograph. Very strange, isn't it? All right, go to the next one for me. DC Drano tweet. So this is, and now immediately it came out, of course, because because there's a there's a Nazi flag on the ground. It's got to be white supremacist terrorism, right? Because that's the number one existential threat to America is white supremacist terrorism, according to Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI, and Joseph Pudding, Robinette Biden. This is the number one threat to America, white supremacist terrorism. Not one event. Not one event. Even if they name 1-6 as a white supremacist terrorist event, which it wasn't. But even if they name it, we've gone now two years and three months since then and nothing, but the number one threat is white supremacy. That's the number one threat. Nothing, nothing's happening. You, you know, not, I mean, I, I, you correct me if I'm wrong. Please send it in. I'm looking for white supremacy. Don't, don't even bother to send me in videos of the Patriot Front, which is just a bunch of feds in polo shirts tucked into khaki pants with masks on. And they'll say, well, no, it's not feds that are doing it. No, it's just an NGO then. So they have plausible deniability. So, of course, they, they put out the Nazi flag and everybody jumped, oh, it's white supremacist, it's a white supremacist terrorist attack on the White House. A rented U-Haul smashing into a gate. White supremacist attack. And they still claim that past mass shootings were white supremacists. That was completely debunked. But there's everybody's such a low information voter, a low information consumer of news, that they still believe the, the, the various mass shooters were white supremacists. There was no evidence at all that they were white supremacists. The person who broke into Nancy Pelosi's house, they claim was a white supremacist. He was a leftist nudist. They still are saying it's a white supremacist attack on Paul Pelosi. So this is, I'll never get the name right, but I'm going to give it a shot. Sai Vashith Kendula. Now that sounds like a white supremacist terrorist. Have you ever heard of one, right? Sa- what was that? Yeah, Trump supporter. My producer, it's a Trump supporter. That's a MAGA guy. That's a MAGA guy. Sai Vashith Kendula. The Missouri man who drove a U-Haul into the White House gates, the media is referring to him as a white supremacist. After the authorities found a Nazi flag in his vehicle, just wanted to share you share with you his driver's license photo. So here it is. Put it up there for me. There's the white supremacist terrorist. Sigh. There he is. White supremacist terrorist. Right there. Just want to put that out there for you because it's now debunked and then the people can decide whether they want the truth or not. Most people choose narrative over truth. They choose their agenda over truth. And why would you ever choose an agenda that requires lies for its implementation? That means your agenda sucks. But that's what they do. All right, Matt Walsh video. Just random stories here for now. Matt Walsh video. A man named, and this is, this is something that I'm the only one who's willing to talk about it. I don't care. I don't care. People can label me whatever they want. I don't care. I don't care about skin color. What I care about is agenda. What I care about is narrative. And through DEI and through CRT, through ESG, all of these things have caused violence in our culture. They allege that they're against like Antifa. Legends to be anti-violent, but they claim to be anti-fascist. 
But what they are is pro-fascist because we live in an inverted world. All of these agendas like CRT and DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, cause violence because it actually is just, it, I'm stealing from the Greg Gutfeld monologue that he gave, is when they say that Trump's Hitler, that it validates violent attacks against Trump supporters because you'll do anything to stop Trump or violent attacks against Trump or lawfare against Trump because yes, we'll lie, we'll falsely accuse him, we'll falsely prosecute him, we'll raid his home because after all, it's Hitler. So that validates any illegal action because it's Hitler. Well, now for CRT, critical race theory, DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, it actually trains black Americans that first of all, every white person they see is an oppressor, every white person they see is a racist, and it trains them that since they're racist KKK members, all violence is, va- is, 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 is valid. All violence is okay. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing violent attacks. And by the way, it's not only here. I haven't got into them yet because it's overseas. And they, I mean, it's, I try to almost always stick with America. But overseas right now, there are violent attacks on white citizens of various countries. Violent just for being white. The, the crime of walking your dog while white. I mean, I'm talking about mobs of black people, black from whatever country, attacking white people. You're a racist just for talking about it. Listen, you're not a racist if you're talking, if you're saying things that are true. If you say that white people are superior to black people, you're a racist. If you say black people are superior to white people, and by the way, I have many videos that say, that have black people saying they're superior to white people. So they're racist too, not reverse racist, just all the same racism. Anything. If you if you are if you have to uh, if you have to hire a certain amount of black people, a certain amount of transport, whatever, you're a racist. That's what you doesn't matter whether it's for your own for what you deem to be a good uh, a good motive. It doesn't matter. It's still racism. But now what's happened is through CRT and through DEI, it's legitimized violence against white people. And listen, if we were teaching something, if, if white people were learning that black people were their oppressors and white people just felt validated and attacking black people, I'd be doing the exact same thing. Because listen, I'm a Christian. No violence except self-defense is ever legitimate. Ever. Well, they said this, they called my wife. Listen, as much as I love my wife, if somebody called my wife a name, I wouldn't physically attack them. If they touch my wife, I'm coming. But the name calling whatever else doesn't. Listen, even if somebody calls me a cracker, it doesn't validate violence. If somebody, if somebody uses the N-word against a black person, that doesn't legitimize violence. If it's defamation, sue them, whatever you got to do. But nothing. And nobody's even dropping any N-bombs. Nobody's doing it. There's nothing like that going on. The only people I ever heard drop, here dropping N-bombs are other black people. That's it. So Matt Walsh video, a man named Lawrence Hur was hunted and killed for being white. Play it for me. A few weeks ago, a 66-year-old handyman named Lawrence Herr was installing a mailbox outside of a home in Kenner, Louisiana, toiling away in the heat, working past retirement age to provide for his sick 90-year-old mother. And that's when two men in their 20s, Taj Matthews and Maurice Holmes were their names, drove by. And unlike Lawrence Herr, Taj and Maurice were not productive members of society. They were not the kinds of people you'd want living in your neighborhood or anywhere near your kids. Maurice Holmes had just gotten out of prison on a six-year sentence for domestic violence. And that day, Maurice Holmes and Taj Matthews were supposed to be at their jobs at IHOP, but they pretended to be sick so that they could take the day off. 
And a few hours after getting out of work, they passed Lawrence Herr for the first time as he was working on the mailbox. Surveillance footage shows that the two men drove by and then made a U-turn and passed by Lawrence Herr again. And then they made another U-turn and they drove past a second time and then another U-turn. On the third pass, Maurice Holmes handed a 9mm pistol to Taj Matthews, who then proceeded to shoot her in the back. Lawrence Herr bled out next to the mailbox as the two men drove away. Now, why would these two young men decide to skip work so that they could stalk and murder a handyman in the middle of the day? Didn't take long for the police to answer that question. According to authorities, quote, one of the two suspects has admitted to his role in the crime, explaining that they wanted to go out and kill a white guy. Maurice Holmes and Taj Matthews were black, and Lawrence Herr was white. So they executed him. So if the greatest threat to America is white supremacist terrorism, let's find one suspect who has said that in the last two and a half years because that's when Biden decree that the number one threat to America is white supremacist terrorism. Let's find the white people who have said, you know what, what I want to do is go out and kill a black man. Find me one. Send it to me. I'll put it on the show. Even if you hate me, send it to me. I'll put it on the show. You can't because your narrative sucks. If you have to lie to support a narrative, your narrative and your agenda sucks. Simple as that. We have a black on white crime problem in America. It's got nothing to do with racism. It has to do with DEI and it has, and it has to do with CRT. Legitimizing uh, uh, violence against white people because allegedly they are your oppressors. Allegedly they are all racist. That's what young men and young women in the African-American culture have been taught for decades inside of our public schools. So now they feel completely legitimized in attacking white people. And it is absolutely wrong. Unless you are being attacked, you never have the right to use violence, period. All right, here we go. Uh, Simone Atiba video. Here's a random stories right now, like I said. In case you have not been paying attention, the U.S. Set, the U.S. is said to have bombed a 56-year-old shepherd. So here we go. This is number three now with 10 kids. That's the, that's, the Biden, that's the most favorable Biden situation. He loves to bomb families of 10. Loves it. Loves doing it. In Syria weeks ago, and Joe Biden administration told Americans they were all terrorists. Is that true? Even Jake Tapper is starting to catch on to this stuff. As blind and as stupid as Jake, and he is stupid. And believe me, even if he goes on a pro-conservative rant for a couple weeks, it's just because CNN is just, you know, just looking for stats, trying to get as many views as they possibly can get, trying to get their ratings up. Because he said he was all, even Jake Tapper was all over the Durham report and the FBI saying this is not good for the FBI and basically an exoneration of Donald Trump. So I don't know what's going on with Jake Tapper. If he's changed his diet or I don't know if he, maybe he was kidnapped by aliens. I have no idea what's happened to him, but he's had some sort of, it's, it's not a real awakening. He's just having to tell the truth. It's what we actually pray for on this show. That, it, that the information is so overwhelming that even the mainstream media for just fear of losing all semblance of good reputation has to actually report the truth. And the same thing here. Another wrong bombing by Mark Milley, Lloyd Austin, and Joe Biden. Play for me, Heather. Other correction uh, coming from the Pentagon. The U.S. is walking back claims that a, that a drone strike in Syria earlier this month killed a senior leader of the terrorist group, Al-Qaeda. Uh, the family of the man killed uh, told CNN he was just a 56-year-old shepherd. 
with 10 kids, zero connections to terrorism. Um, is, is that right, that the strike did not kill the senior al-Qaeda leader, it killed a civilian? And, and if it is true that it was a civilian killed, is anyone going to be held accountable? Well, in fact, Jake, it was President Biden who stood up uh, with Secretary Austin guidelines for this administration to ensure that there would be accountability uh, and oversight of any potential civilian casualties from counterterrorism strikes. In this particular instance, the Pentagon is conducting a full and thorough investigation. They will report the results of that inv investigation to the president, and we will proceed from there. So far, we do not have uh, evidence to validate the claims being made in Syria, uh, but I am going to withhold any judgment on what exactly happened here until the Pentagon's investigation is complete. Typical Democratic Party, typical unipartisan party response jake tapper asked jake sullivan who's a collusion hoaxer an absolute collusion pp hoax hoaxer asked jake sullivan is anybody going to be held accountable and what's his answer joe biden stood two and a half years ago with lloyd austin and said you know what people are going to be held accountable well that's it, that's it then because I remember in retaliation to the abbey gate killing of which just remember with the abbey gate we lost 13 of our soldiers average age of 20 that we lost at the Abbey Gate from a Unabomber who was seen by a sniper and nobody would give him clearance to shoot. Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley, and General McKenzie and, and, and Joe Biden all knew 12 hours in advance that that Unabomber was coming, did absolutely nothing, allowed them to blow up our Marines, blow up our, 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 you know, our soldiers in the Army, blow them all up, average age of 20. And then in retaliation, they went and blew up an entire family of 10. Claiming, and then I just remember all the lies, and I know you've heard this before on this podcast. When they blew up the family of ten, they said they asked, "Well, why was why was it such a why was there such a huge explosion?" They said it was from all the. This is quote. This is the lies of Mark Milley, the lies of Lloyd Austin, the lies of General McKenzie, CENTCOM Commander McKenzie. Well, it was because they were carrying so much, so many munitions. So many explosives that it just blew up the whole area. Well, what, what, actually, what, actually, what they actually hit was a car inside of a courtyard carrying water. Killed the guy, his wife, and their eight kids. Yeah, that's Joe Biden. And then they killed another family of 10 not long after that. And now they've killed a father of a family of 10. What is it with Joe Biden and the family of 10? This is just like Barack Hussein Obama. Just endlessly drone striking everything in sight. They're sick, disgusting, demonic people. They killed another innocent person who they called a senior leader of Al-Qaeda. Notice, notice how there's never even any denials. There's no, no, yes. Oh, wouldn't, if you, wouldn't, wouldn't you have checked? If you're going to blow up somebody, you might want to have confirma confirmation that the person you're blowing up is the person you think you're blowing up. And if, and if you did blow up the right person and you're Jake Sullivan, wouldn't you be adamant like, no, it is, it was an Al-Qaeda leader. You didn't say a word. It's just nonchalant. They killed a human being. He's dead. I mean, you ever, I mean, Joe Biden, remember him standing when the soldiers were coming back from Abbey's Gate? He's sitting there checking his watch. We believe me, we chronicled it both on video and with photographic evidence. Of course, now all of you have seen it. It's no great deep dive of journalistic integrity. I'm just telling you, that's what, he's just, yes, they don't care. I mean, Jake Sullivan, you think Joe Biden cares 
That he sent a drone strike that killed a family of 10? All these little kids? You think it, does he, he's vacationing every weekend. If you and I accidentally killed a family of 10, it would ruin our lives. It doesn't ruin Jake Sullivan's night's sleep. Did Barack Hussein Obama drone striking everybody and he's snuggling up and spooning Mike every night? Right afterwards, they don't care. All right, New York Post, he told you just random stories. So I had to put them out here, the ones that are kind of headlining. Jordan Neely's uncle, you know, he came out, he's a racial justice guy. It's all about race, all about race. Everybody's innocent. It's just a, just a Michael Jackson impersonator. Jordan Neely, no, he was a 40-time convicted felon. I say 40 times the rest, I don't know how many felonies, so I take that back. It may have been 40, 40 felonies, I don't know. Jordan Neely's uncle arrested after all of his pontificating about racial injustice. He himself is arrested for pickpocketing after saying Dan, Daniel Penny doesn't deserve a plea deal. There you go. Just to let you know who the pundits are that are out there. One last little miscellaneous story. Then I'm going to get into Remdesivir. Just a lot of new, new breaking news about Remdesivir. Rebecca Brannon video. Just had to show you this. Police stations across Chicago now look like this, overwhelmed with homeless migrants. And I'm like, good. Play it for me. And I'm just like, good. That's yo. That's what Chicago voted for. Keep sending them. Listen, Texas is a red state, and the border is all red. The Rio Grande Valley went all Trump the last election in 2020. All Trump. It went heavily Hillary Clinton. Not four years before that, then it's flipped completely by double digits into the Trump column. So these are all red areas. Whether it's Del Rio, Texas, Yuma, Arizona, send them all to Chicago. Send them all to New York. Send them all to Boston. Send them all to blue states. Send them to Oregon. Send them to Washington. Send them to California. Send them to Delaware. Send them to the Naval Observatory, uh, Kamala Harris's house. Send them all there. Send them to the White House. Send them to Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. voted 98% for Joe Biden. That's not an exaggeration. It's absolutely true. Only 2% of the vote went to Donald Trump. Send them all to these blue areas. Overwhelm them. Let them live with the legislation they vote for. Let them live with the repercussions of the politicians they vote for. Send them to the blue states. Send them to the blue cities over and over and over again. And look at the life that they have. A lot of them, that people say, this story was debunked or that story was debunked. Listen, they are filling up hotels, five-star hotels with illegal immigrants in the city of New York. Look at the life that they have. My producer Aaron said, you know what? I'm just going to become an illegal alien. He can just go get a flight to Tijuana, then illegally cross in Yuma, Arizona, and he can, be, he can live a life of an illegal alien and just lay around in an air mattress all day long and do absolutely nothing. They're all fat. Fat doing nothing all day long. Where's the starving people? They're claiming asylum. Asylum is, that's what they're all claiming asylum. Otherwise, they, well, they wouldn't be kicked out no matter what the Biden administration would let them in. But asylum means that you're being persecuted in the state that you are fleeing, in the country you're fleeing. They're all fat. They've all got cell phones. All wearing yoga pants. All wearing the latest styles out of Target. They're fine. Why do they need asylum? 
Tom, you're just cold-hearted. No, no. You see, I understand the Bible. I understand that in the, in the, in the end times, lawlessness shall abound. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3-8. through eight. So you know what? I don't like lawlessness. I'm fine with legal immigration, although I think we should be cutting off legal immigration for the next 10 years also and be systematically kicking people out of this country. Now, in fairness, I think that we need workers in this country too, that you need to be able to get a green card too if you want to stay here and work. But you got to be registered. We got to know who you are and you need to be paying your taxes to the United States of America. All right, now on to Remdesivir. I have to show you some clips here with this. You're like, Remdesivir, that's old, old news. How is it old news? When it's still the only approved hospital protocol treatment for COVID-19. How's that? How's it old news? How's it old news? It's the only approved treatment inside of a hospital for COVID-19 is remdesivir. So let's deep dive into this. What does remdesivir have inside of it? Now we know there's been lots of people that have been killed by remdesivir. Why have people been killed with remdesivir? What what is on the what are the ingredients of remdesivir? Let's deep dive. Stu Peters, Stu Peters video. Rem, remdesivir contains question mark. I'll show you. Play it for me. So if you've been with us from the beginning, you know that remdesivir would be better named as remdesivir. You know that it was a failed Ebola drug that they dragged out and repurposed as a COVID drug. You know that it causes severe side effects, including organ failure. You know that it's not COVID that turned our hospitals into the killing fields, the modern-day progressive death camps, the ovens of 2020 and 2021. No, it was the remdesivir death protocol, which took mildly sick people and put them on a combo of remdesivir and ventilators until they died. But what actually is remdesivir? Why does it cause such dramatic and lethal side effects? What's in this mass-produced drug that turns into a death sentence for so many people? Thomas Bain is the founder of Alpha Alpha Omega Energy. He's an early-stage clean energy startup company. Thomas is trained in science. He's a scientist. He's an engineer. He's a physicist. He's also an official advisor to an ongoing anti-remdesivir class action lawsuit. Well, Thomas says that this deadly nature of remdesivir is connected to two ingredients, cyanide and fluorine. You've probably heard of that first one, cyanide, haven't you? Well, Thomas said that he discovered these two ingredients by reverse engineering remdesivir. And he believes that it's the breakdown of these two components inside of the bloodstream that causes the dramatic full body organ failure that kills off so many COVID patients. Thomas's findings have been packaged into a book, They Murdered You with Remdesivir, by the scientist who reverse engineered it. You can pre-order that book at weaponizednews.com. You're exactly right. Right in the literature, you can see that uh, cyanide uh, is inside of remdesivir. It is, in fact, the most uh, lethal drug seemingly ever to be uh, used on people other than actual lethal injections. 8% kill rate. Imagine using something that would kill one of out of, out of every 10 people. The other studies are 11%, 15%, 17%, 21, 23, 27, 53%, 80-plus percent kill rate. The 53% uh, that you're citing comes from an African Ebola trial where this remdesivir drug was used and then kicked out prematurely uh, prior to the conclusion of that trial because of its kill rate. It was used on hepatitis. It was used on HIV, used on Ebola, uh, which... Uh, uh, Stu just mentioned, completely failed. It, all of them had to be stopped, had to be recalled because it was killing everybody. And then they're going to use it a fourth time. This is not considered murder. There's you would have chasing. to be a complete psychopath to continue to repeat that. And so we have to acknowledge the people that are behind this are absolutely psychopaths. So you have Remdesivir go over 
Ofer, they tried it with HIV, killing people. Ebola, killing people. Uh, hepatitis, killing people. So it, it's killing, it gets pulled off the market every time. And then at the very beginning of COVID, Gilead breaks it out again for COVID. Now, who receives massive financial reward from Gilead? That would be one Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci is not on the board of Gilead, but Anthony Fauci and Gilead are basically partnered financially. He has benefited greatly from his partnership with Gilead. Strange, just a little side note too. This is also, you can watch this whole video on Stu Peter's website or Stu Peter's on Twitter. But also, when, when Remdesivir was actually formulated, when it was manufactured, do you know who actually ran, ran Gilead? Donald Rumsfeld. Isn't that strange? Donald Rumsfeld, who's also a major believer in the strategic problem a threat to national security of overpopulation. Very strange, isn't it? So why is it that it fails? It fails with every disease that ever, HIV, Ebola, hepatitis, there's one other, I can't remember. It fails because it keeps causing massive organ failure and death. Gets pulled off. I mean, you think you'd, you'd shelve it at that point, but no. Anthony Fauci gets it EUA'd into hospital protocol. At the very beginning, Donald Trump took remdesivir. You're like, it doesn't kill everybody. No, no, it's, it's, here's the studies. It ranges from killing 16 or 10% of people to 80% of people who take it. Kind of a problem, right? Only problem is, wonder why it kills people with cyanide and fluorine in it. But if the studies, 23% kill rate, 27% kill rate, 53% kill rate, uh, 80% kill rate, 16% kill rate. So they keep taking it off the shelves at the very beginning of, of COVID-19. Here comes Fauci, brings it back. It killed people by the hundreds, by the thousands. And he brings it back. Why, what, what, would, what would remdesivir, when you're using it to treat Ebola, HIV, hepatitis, what would it have to do with the respiratory virus? It's just like with the vac when you have, when you're dealing with vaccine developmental data and they're and they're studying the testicles of the rats. Why are you studying the testicles of rats that you're injecting with the vaccine to stop a respiratory virus? But there's nothing more to this except trying to keep you healthy from a respiratory virus with a 0.1% death rate. No, it's all about the grand agenda of leveraging into a one-world commerce system. That's what it's about. So you have cyanide in remdesivir, that is absolute, what we call on the TLP, facts. It's in there. So here's the next little little segment of the protocol, how the protocol broke down. Just one minute. Play for me, Heather. Then they incentivize hospital systems and doctors personally to kill for cash. A 20% bonus on the entire hospital bill for a COVID-diagnosed patient that oftentimes walked in under their own horsepower, they had a loss of taste and smell, or they were having some problems breathing, or they had a persistent cough, and they walked in. They got a deadly cocktail mixture of sedatives so that they could be ventilated and administered this remdesivir. And then if they had the COVID diagnosis from the fake and failed PCR test, 
to diagnose a patient and tell them, hey, you have COVID, this imaginary virus that's never been isolated in the wild ever. They have the diagnosis, they have the hospital admission, they have the administration of remdesivir, they have the ventilator, they have the death and the death pronunciation on the death certificate, cause of death, COVID-19. Hospitals here in the state of Minnesota were being compensated over $360,000 for every single patient that they did that to. This- it's, it's strange too, isn't it, that you have, of course, the people who 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 created, who produced the Moderna vaccination. Of course, you had Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca. Two biggest, though, are Pfizer and Moderna. The people who actually created the, the Moderna vaccination are NIH scientists who are also sharing patents, sharing royalties with Moderna themselves. Again, remember, the definition of fascism has nothing to do with racism. The definition of fascism is the merging of governments and corporations. That's fascism. And in the beginning of COVID-19, the only approved hospital protocol, and still is the only approved hospital protocol, is remdesivir. And you get a 20% bonus if you vented patients and you gave them remdesivir. 20% up to $300,000 per patient is what you could get. So who gets that money? Anthony Fauci, who's partnered with the manufacturer of, of Remdesivir Gilead. In a, in Ron, Donald Rumsfeld, how much money is he getting too at the time? Amazing, isn't it? That it kills all these people. It has this long record of failure and death. And Anthony Fauci digs it up and then puts it into society, puts it into our hospitals, puts it into human beings. Where he, where he financially benefits with its usage. Weird, isn't it? Weird with the side benefits of supporting Anthony Fauci's World Economic Forum, lowering the Earth's population agenda. Strange how it all works out, isn't it? Very strange, isn't it? And now they named it, he named the the protocol there of each hospital gets a twenty percent bonus if they deem something if they, if they if they basically COVID kill somebody fill, vent them and put them on remdesivir they live or die they get a 20% bonus up to $300,000 $380,000 per think about it $300,000 to $380,000 per patient live or die from the government remember that, remember that $6 trillion that yes Republicans and Democrats and Donald Trump signed on to that's where it all went was killing people remdesivir ventilators you're like well they, they quit with the ventilators yeah they quit with the ventilators after like six months of killing people and remdesivir still being pumped into the veins of people right now three years well 38 months into 15 days to flatten the curve later so just to show you how it works so you have this these approved protocols where anthony fauci himself benefits 75 members of congress they benefit bill and melinda gates foundation they benefit because he's now no longer de-invested in mRNA vaccinations after they made all their proto- after they made all their profits, of course. Now he now he says they're ineffective after he pimped and hoard them for, for two years and drove up his own prophecy. People are evil for the love of money is the root of all evil, first Timothy 6:10. So just to prove to you the fake protocol of it all, Stu Peters brings up fake virus, fake, you know, they, they still have yet to prove that COVID-19 truly exists. It's never been isolated where it truly, I mean, it, it has been to a degree, but they, all these PCR tests are invalid. 
So who, who actually ever even had COVID-19? Are people actually, if a PCR test, Carrie Mullis, who developed Nobel Prize winning Carrie Mullis, who developed the PCR test, said never use them to diagnose viral infection. And of course, that's what they use to diagnose viral infection. So I, listen, COVID-19 exists, but not via PCR test proving it. PCR test, what I mean is, it actually exists as a virus, but it doesn't necessarily exist inside a person as per the PCR test, if that makes sense. So they come up with a protocol that basically everybody has COVID-19. That way, the state, the feds, the docs, the hospital system all make mass profit off of this. Don't believe me? Now, here is the head of the Department of Health in the state of Illinois. Look at the look at the data on the bottom. It says 41920. Here's how they designated somebody COVID positive or COVID death or COVID hospitalization. Play for me, other people dying of COVID. So. The case definition is is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it, it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were in hospice and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means that if um, it technically, if even if you died of a, clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. Hey, Aaron, if you can, that last little frame where it has all the words on it, see if you can pull it up for me. Yeah, that last one right there. That just sums it all up. Maybe you can do it side by side. So just look at this. Everyone who is listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that it was the cause of death, but it's a COVID death. How can it be listed as a COVID death when COVID wasn't the cause of the death? That's the entire agenda. That was part of the remdesivir agenda. Make sure you get it diagnosed. Make sure you get it determined determined, uh, determined as a COVID death so that you can rake in money. This, you, you believe that over a million Americans died of COVID? You believe that? This is the head of the Department of Health in the state of Illinois one of the top five populated states in the country. And she just said right there, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that, they, that the cause of death, that, that that was the cause of death, but they had COVID. And then flippantly walks off. And everyone, all the Christians do what these idiots tell them to do. It's amazing to me. You're like, Tom, let it go. I, I would let it go if I heard all the Christians come out and say I was wrong. I haven't heard one come out and say they were wrong yet. Not any, not any big time leader. Where, where are they at? Who, who, let me ask you this. Who's reaching the world for Jesus right now? Who is? They can't, they're invalidated. They walk around without any anointing on them because they caved to that which they're supposed to be restraining. Second Thessalonians chapter two, three through eight. They have no anointing upon them. I can, listen, I would love to name names. I would love to, but I can't. God won't let me do it right now. If he lets me do it again, I'll go on another couple months rampage of naming every name I know and their capitulation and their acquiescence to the Antichrist. All right, one last part from Stu Peters. Looking at the, there's, so we have cyanide in there, you have fluorine in there, and if that's not enough for you, benzene's also in there too. Play for me, other. Benzene is one of the most uh, carcinogenic substances uh, known to man. It's actually benzene sheeting, not graphene. Even in their literature, it shows it breaking off, and they never explain why they've included benzene in here. 
The World Health Organization has a 103-page industrial hazards warning alarm uh, book so that everybody can know the vast, vast dangers of benzene. And they're injecting and they it into patients in the name of right healthcare. Your, yeah. It says if you come in contact with benzene, if you get any industrial hazard exposure at 0.1 parts per million in a 10-hour working shift, you should call poison control. The people who are supposed to be helping you are killing you with this. They certainly have been uh, improving the design, but not to help our health, actually to make it more deadly and, and to make it uh, sterilize you even more. Remdesivir D5, and they included deuterium, a radioactive fissile waste material known for causing uh, very severe congenital birth defects and known for sterilization. So when this breaks down, they have this combination, so they more effectively deliver sodium cyanide into your blood. I could go. So they actually develop a system that actually initiates the introduction of sodium cyanide into your bloodstream. We got that. And then with benzene, if you have, if you are exposed to 0.1 parts per million, you're supposed to call the poison hotline. And people have that injected into their bloodstream. Why, why is nuclear waste material, which causes sterilization, at part of a drug to fight a viral infection? Why, why, would that, why would there be nuclear waste materials, benzene, cyanide, and fluorine in a medication that's supposed to be staving off a viral infection or, or, or curing you of a viral infection, allegedly? Why would, why, why would cyanide ever be in there? Why would HIV be in the S-spike protein? Why would HIV be in the COVID vaccinations? Why? How, how would that in any way shape or form help to fight off a respiratory virus how how, uh, how is that you like tama doesn't make any sense. of course it doesn't make any sense it never made any sense not one i mean standing six feet apart for a virus with a 99.997 percent survival rate for anybody zero to 20 99.98 uh, uh survival rate for anybody 20 to 50 and a 99.5% survival rate from 50 to 70, really 50 to 80, and a 95% rate for anybody over the age of, of 70, why do we have to stand six feet apart? None of it makes any sense. Why are you closing down for that? You're like, Tom, you're saying there never should have been, should have been any mitigations? That's exactly, are you saying there shouldn't be any, any dollars that were ever spent on it? That's exactly what I'm saying. Nothing. But you know what? It's not, it's, it's not a debating about the legitimacy or the facts. Yeah, it's, it's really psychological. People are so afraid to buck against any narrative because of the names they'll be called. Well, if idiots created the narratives and they're calling you an idiot for not following their narrative, but the idiots created the narrative that makes you smart. Think about how stupid you have to be to put a mask on believing that it's going to stop a respiratory virus from entering into your body or prevent a respiratory virus from exiting your body. You have to be stupid to do it. That's why stupid people initiated that mitigation. And all the Christians did it. Look at all what all the churches did. Tom, that's old news. It's not old news because none of them have come out and said they were wrong. They stopped doing it. They were humiliated into stop doing it. Lots of pastors are pretending like they never did it, but they all did it. 
They all did it, statistically speaking. In the circle that I run in, which is the Rodney Howard Brown, Jonathan Shuttlesworth uh, circle, none of them did it. But everybody else did. Rodney Howard Brown got arrested for it. Jonathan Shuttlesworth nearly got arrested for it. None of them, none of us did it. None of us bowed at all. There's never a mask in my church. There's people who walked in with masks on. People think I'm really mean. I didn't even kick them out. Good, wear your stupid mask. Of course, they heard from the pulpit that you're wearing a stupid mask while you're sitting in my service. Good. All right, just to back up what Stu Peter said, here's Robert Kennedy Jr. Tony Fauci knew because he financially benefited from the company making remdesivir that remdesivir would kill you. Play it for me, Heather. You want to treat them at home. Give them the things that we know kill viral replication. Zinc and anything that enhances zinc, like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and a hundred other remedies that we now know dramatically reduce the spread of this disease. And what was our protocol? Our protocol was to do none of that. No treatment until you go to the hospital. And then your treatment are two things that are bound to kill you, ventilators and remdesivir. And Tony Fauci knew that remdesivir would kill you. He knew that because in 2019, he tried to put, use it for Ebola, 2019. He tried to use it for Ebola, and within five days of treatment, it gave lethal side effect to 54% of the people. And the safety monitoring board ordered him to terminate the use of that drug. And he, through a phony, contrived, absolutely fraudulent study that he manipulated and orchestrated, got that drug made standard of care. It is homicide. And if you look, how does it kill people? Two ways, three ways, kidney failure, heart failure, and all organ collapse. And what happened to the people who died in the pandemic? What were they dying of? Kidney failure. All the doctors said, you heard it again and again, we've never seen a virus that attacks the kidneys because it wasn't the virus. It was the remdesivir. And what they're doing, of course, is blaming COVID or long COVID. They're blaming all the effects of their, vi- of their remdesivir, of their vaccines on long COVID or COVID. Nobody was going in. How does, how does COVID cause your kidneys to shut down? It's, it's a viral infection. It's a respiratory infection. Yes, it is a clotting infection, which has nothing to do with your kidneys. And this is just shows you the complicity of the, of the medical community. They all know it's impossible. He just quoted the doctors going, what, what kind of viral infection causes the kidneys to shut down? It's not, numb nuts. And you know it's not. And doesn't a doctor ever even look into? Are, are doctors so simplistic that whatever protocol they're handled, handed, they're just going to initiate? Shouldn't you think twice? about what kind of agents you are actually injecting into the bloodstream of a fellow human being? Shouldn't you think about it? And then if, you're, if you are Anthony Fauci and you're Gilead and you're Ronald, Ronald, uh, uh, Donald Rumsfeld, not Ronald Dumsfeld, that was about right, but <laughs> if you're Donald Rumsfeld, you know, you know what remdesivir has done. Failed and caught. You could pick one of the two. It either failed or killed people. 
every single time it has ever been used, failed or killed people, and basically synonymously killed and failed and killed people at the same time, no matter what. And yet you'd go, and I, the one thing that he said in there, it's homicidal that, that RFK Jr. said. It's homicidal. It's at minimum culpable negligence and at maximum manslaughter or, or, or second-degree homicide, second-degree murder. You knew it killed people, and you put it in their veins anyway. You put cyanide, fluorine, and benzene in their, in their veins for a viral respiratory infection that makes no sense at all. These people need to be held accountable. When we own the DOJ, when we own the Senate, when we own the House, don't be the typical Republican who says, you know what, let's let bygones be bygones. Let's just forgive the past. You don't listen. Nobody even understands the Bible. You forgive upon repentance. Luke chapter 17, verse 3. Upon repentance. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. You don't just forgive when people have never turned from their sin. God doesn't. Why would you? These people need to be held criminally, at minimum civilly accountable, lose their jobs, lose their, I mean, lose it. I don't care. They can be, they can go and they can go through Aaron's plan from earlier today. They can move down to Tijuana and cross the border early. You're Anthony Fauci, move to Tijuana, cross the border because you've lost your retirement, lost all your suing for everything he's got. He killed people, suing for everything. He knew Remdesivir would kill people. I don't care if he knew that it was going to kill one person. That is culpable negligence up to murder too. So he just bankrupt the man. Then he can go ahead and use his own system. He can go move down to Tijuana, illegally cross the border, human Arizona, and then live the life of luxury that the illegals are living. He can go move into the the uh, the Ritz Carlton in New York City with the rest of the illegals. These people need to be held accountable for the murders that they committed. They knew people were going to die, and they don't care. All right, switching subjects. Just going over some worldwide cabal stuff again. If you watch this you watch this podcast you know the agenda the agenda is very simple to leverage you into just memorize it leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point to that commerce system controlled by tyranny whether it's a tyrant or a tyrannical government controlled by tyranny your access to every product food medicine fuel travel entertainment there's only one way to get that only one access point to all of those things. And that access point is determined and controlled by tyrants. And it'll turn out being Revelation chapter 13 and 14, a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. Right now it's QR codes, vaccine passports, CBDCs, social credit system. Vaccine passports or CBDCs get initiated in the United States in our banking system on July 11th. That's not right-wing conspiracy. That was announced by the Biden administration. July 11th, central bank digital currency gets initiated in the United States of America. Once you have no cash, you have no freedom. Once you have no fuel, no gasoline, and they control your travel via plug in your home, they can shut off any time they want. You have no freedom. That's the plan. You and I, listen, as Christians, you and I are to resist it. You cannot, you can, we are to restrain it. 
It's actually what the Bible says, as you've ever mentioned twice already, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. We are the restraining until the rapture. We are to occupy until he's come, until he comes. Not acquiesce, not capitulate, not give in, not bend over, not grab our ankles, not be afraid of what their names are going to call us, not be afraid to not be deemed reasonable. You are to restrain these moves of the Antichrist. Anything trying to leverage you into a one-world commerce system is of the Antichrist. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burned again by yoke of slavery. See the difference between the two. So the, this agenda has many tactics used to usher you into that one-world commerce system. One of those agendas, of course, is climate change. We have climate change, gun-grabbing, vaccine passports, CBDCs, social credit systems, transgender activism, homosexual activism are all used to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with that singular access point. They will determine whether you can buy anything. You'll have to have, right now they want you injected 50, 60 times. So that you, you have to always have to report to us, a hospital, a clinic, a doctor's office, and be registered constantly. Did you take your fourth vaccine? Did you take your vaccine? So they always can track you. Always have your latest address, your, la- your latest, what, what would be an address on the IP address, or what do you call this thing, Aaron? Like, yeah, yeah, your, your location sharing technology, you're walking in to get your, your latest vaccine. It'll all be on your phone. Every, every, every transaction you make is on your phone. It's easily tracked. I really, honestly, I think about it all the time, it's just getting rid of this freaking thing, going to a flip phone and... and God has called me to preach, so I'm going to preach till he returns. But if he hadn't called me to preach, I wouldn't even have a phone. I'd be living in an undisclosed location with all of my armaments. So, oh, wait a minute. I don't have any armaments. I take that back. Last year, and you're like, Tom, didn't you say that the year before last year? Uh, yeah, and the story seems to change. Last year, I lost all my guns and ammunition in a horrific alligator attack on the Mayaka River. They're all sitting on the bottom of the Mayaka River somewhere. But here's part of, like I said, one of those tactics to leverage you into that one one world commerce system is, of course, climate change because they want you to switch everything over to electric and then they control the electricity and then and rolling blackouts, which are also used to control you. So Dr. Anastasia Maria Lopez put out this video. Climate scam. Scotland's wind turbines have been secretly using diesel generators. Play for me. To ensure dozens of giant turbines on wind farms could function. According to the Sunday Mail, they were tipped off by a whistleblower who cited a number of environmental health and safety concerns, one of which was half a dozen diesel generators running for up to six hours a day to de-ice the wind turbines. Scottish Power said they were forced to hook up 71 windmills to the fossil fuel supply after a fault on their grid caused the system to fail to keep the turbines warm and working during the cold month of December. Other concerns from the whistleblower included thousands of liters of leaked oil from hydraulic units and technical faults that see turbines taking energy from the grid rather than producing energy. Things are very easy. It's very, everything is just simple logic. It really is. Anything that's above that, it drifts into the almighty God and you use the Bible. But right here, this is just simple logic. Whatever system has to be used to back up the other system is the superior system. If it's a fallback system, that's the superior system. 
Diesel generators had to be used to warm up these wind turbines. Not to mention these wind, these environmentally friendly wind turbines that are all made in China using fossil fuels, using their coal-powered, their coal-fired power plants that they're building one right after another to build these eco-friendly machines for the West. Whether it's solar panels, whether it's wind turbines or anything else that are being built in China for the West, China is building using coal fire plants. So hysterical. And then these same wind, these same windmills are leaking thousands of gallons worth of fossil fuels. So in order to have a windmill, you got to have fossil fuels to back it up and not just to back it up, to keep it lubricated. And they're leaking those fossil fuels all over the place. What else is leaking fossil fuels? Oh, nothing. Are the pipelines leaking anything like that? No. Just the environmentally environmentally friendly devices. This is just a a video I had to show you. This is a Hodge Twins uh, video. Cops arrest the guy that moves the people off the road, not the dumb A protesters. So you have these people blocking the road for one of their environmental, they drive there in their fossil fuel powered car to protest fossil fuel powered cars, internal combustion engine cars. So they go there and just shut down the roads. And this guy just comes up and starts dragging them off the road. And who do the cops actually arrest? Play for me, other. had these protesters that are threatened really threatening people's lives causing extreme danger on the roadway as a cop for 25 years myself 92 to 2017 working many many car crashes one of the most dangerous things is the traffic jam after the initial car crash there's always a subsequent car crash and then another subsequent car crash after the subsequent car crash Whenever you stop up a main, especially urban center road, it is extremely hazardous. You have this guy come up and just start pushing them off the road. He wasn't wailing on them. He didn't have a bat, didn't have a gun, and he gets arrested? Why are the cops not doing what that guy did? Why are the cops not clearing the road? I certainly would have. We, I remember one night, there was a guy walking down I-75, just walking down I-75 in the middle of the road. Just walking down in the middle of the road in the middle of the night. He went, he went to the Lulu bin. He went to the nut house for 72 hours of psychiatric care. And the cops, the cops just leave the protesters there and drag this guy off for doing their job for them. That's probably why they arrested him. Switching topics again, but it's all part of the global cabal. Download news. 
uh, video, Steve Bannon and Michelle Bachman. Here's the World Health Organization pandemic treaty discussion. Play it for me. Is there any doubt in your mind that the U.S. is uh, the Biden regime and the globalist in, in the administrative state uh, of the U.S. government, which taxpayers are paying for, and we gotta we got to deconstruct immediately? Are they one of the driving forces in back of this, Congressman? They're, they're the leading force. They started this process one year ago. It was the Biden administration who kept these amendments hidden in January of 2022. It wasn't until April of 2022 that our mutual friend James Rogalski found out about these proposed amendments. And we've been warning people for about a year. We have Botswana and some other little African nations to thank that last year at this assembly where I am, this is day six for me in Geneva, Switzerland at the World Health Assembly at the United Nations building. It was one year ago that Botswana and these little African nations didn't get the memo. And they said, hey, wait a minute, time out. We don't want to do this. And so all of a sudden, the World Health Assembly had to pull back. They realized they had dissent in the camp. They had to fix this thing. So now they're back here this year to say, hey, we got agreement with everybody. We're agreeing. We're going to make sure we get all the kinks out and everybody's happy. And then next year at this time, we're going to pass it. What does passing mean? It means implementation. It means the amendments are implemented that day. It means the global pandemic treaty is implemented that day. And yesterday on your show, Steve, there was a woman from Africa who said that she wanted all the delegates to know that they needed to do a dry run. They need to do a simulation this fall based upon all 300 proposed amendments and the global pandemic treaty. So that's what they want to do. A simulation this fall, a drive run based on all of this. And then next January, they intend to complete the final process package, give it to the UN in January of 2024. They'll be back here in February of 2024 in Geneva, Switzerland to have their final little conversations. And then they will take the vote one year from today. So I covered a lot of this earlier, but I just want to reiterate one thing. And Aaron just said it. What are we going to have an event 202 in the fall? Event 202. We already had event 201 because it's very strange, isn't it? That in October of 2019, when nobody had ever heard of coronaviruses before in their life, that you had the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Pfizer, the World Economic Forum, tabletop exercising, Avril Haines, our current DNI, tabletop exercising a coronavirus outbreak. Are we going to do the very, I mean, again, these people aren't smart. They're just zealous. They do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, Bill Gates doing his catastrophic contagion conference, CCC. Everything's a CCC. COVID caving Christian, COVID caving conservative, COVID caving clergy. Catastrophic contagion conference. And here we have, you have Joe Biden, Ben and O, because he doesn't care. He doesn't care at all that the, the whole world is going to Hades in a handbasket. He doesn't care. He's, he's rich. He, he lives behind the wall. You're not allowed to have with the guns you're not allowed to have or they don't want you to have. Right now, we can build all the walls and have all the guns we want, and we should. And if you saw Trump, some, part of Trump released a lot of his initiatives for when, be, when he becomes president again. One of them is reciprocity between every state that it's mandated by the federal government that if you have a concealed carry permit in Florida, that it's valid in Oregon. Suck on it. 
That's exactly what it should be. Because one of their one of the greatest, most powerful tactics that the globalist left has is gun confiscation. And they fool all these little drones, all these NPCs just to hand in their guns over. Amazing. But that's the one thing, just a, I wonder if we're gonna see a tabletop, if I'm stealing it from Aaron, event two oh two in October of twenty twenty three. Because guess what happens in 2024? Donald Trump is back on the ballot. And we had the last one in the fall before Donald Trump was back on the ballot. Strange, isn't it? And if Trump would have handled COVID right, he'd still be president right now, which I really wish he was. Believe me, really enjoyed that time. I have to show you this again, and I don't mean to keep saying this over and over again, but I have to kind of reintroduce it to you because you need to understand something when it comes to the global cabal, which is to leverage you into a one world commerce system. That's what the UN's all about. That's what the World Health Organization's all about. That's what the WEF is about. That's what the NIH is about. That's what the CDC is about. That's what the FDA is about. That's what the deep state, which is the entire city of Washington, D.C. Yes, we got beautiful memorials there. Iwo Jima, Washington Memorial, Lincoln Memorial. I love D.C., but right now, D.C. is owned by the globalists. It's not the United States there. Where, where is this where is this health conference that Michelle Bachman was, was just speaking at in Switzerland? Within eyesight of the World Economic Forum. It's in Geneva. Switzerland. Why is everything at a capitulating state? Everything, everything is, uh, just, just so you know, decisions are being made for you in the most bent over country in the history of the world. Switzerland doesn't just love to be conquered. They bend over and spread them to be conquered. And that's where all these decisions are being made for you and for me? Don't think so. We have the Constitution, which, by the way, if you're going to sign, they're calling it an accord and not a pandemic treaty, so it doesn't have to get Senate approval. <laughs> Idiots. We need to stand. It's a treaty. It can't get, it cannot, it, it will not, it cannot be implemented in the United States of America without being ratified by Congress. It cannot happen. So I have to show you these. Again, Leverage you into a one-world commerce system. It is a death cult. That's what this is all about, is a death cult. Part of that leveraging you into a one-world commerce system is to kill off all, all babies. 40 to 60 million babies per year butchered in the womb and outside of the womb. It's a death culture. Amanda Ackman video, CBC interviewer. So this is the room where you had the medical aid in dying. Matthew Baker, yes, this is where it happens. Play it for me. And follow me. Funeral homes have been in Mathieu Baker's family for generations, but he recently expanded the kind of service he offers. So this is the room where you have the medical aid in dying? Yes, this is, this is where it, uh, it happens. People who are approved for medical assistance in dying can come here with their doctor and loved ones to end their lives at a cost of at least $700. It's a lot of uh, organization. Uh, on, on our part to, to really make it a respectful and uh, meaningful event for, the, for that family. It's what Michel Brunel recently opted for. His family says he had emphysema and his quality of life had deteriorated, but he didn't want to die at home or in the hospital. They're using a room that they have already, uh, decorated it very nicely, uh, allowed us the time we needed to do what we had to do, to say goodbye, let him get comfortable. 
uh, it's just it's just a beautiful option. A growing number of Quebecers have opted for medical assistance in dying since it became legal, from 63 people in 2015-16 to more than 3,000 in 2021-22. What are your thoughts as you as you like move closer to the day? It's like the light at the end of the tunnel. What are some of the um, precursors, like the questions they ask to, to make sure you're doing it for the right reason? Your diagnosis is, if it's fatal, how many more months you have. They give, give you time to consider. They keep stressing the fact that you can always change your mind. What is the actual day like? I, I know like they set an appointment, initial injection, putting you to sleep. And the big pain is the prick in the hand to to provide for the, the little valves. And, and then once you're in a deep sleep, there are other two other injections you get. At that point, you go. It's painless. Would you prefer it be at home? Well, I, I, I think in my case, I would like to do it at the hospital. I came in quietly. I'd like to go up quietly. Are you nervous? Are you excited? How do you feel? Looking forward to Just putting an end to being dependent. No control. So as the day approaches, is it something you're thinking about every day? Or no. Just no. it's going to happen when no. it happens? Yeah. When I'll be ready, I'll know. Yeah. I've always made my own decisions for myself. In living, I trust I will end it. I do believe my husband is there saying it's about time. And I'll say, hi, hon, I'm here. Honestly, I just believe everybody like that influencer as an Instagram influencer that these people just don't get the concept of death. That there is, you're an NPC and you just believe that every, you can just reset anything you want at any time and that the things aren't over. That it's just not that big a deal. Because that girl thinks that death is so far off where just this man is destined, destined to die once and after that to face judgment. That's Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. That girl will face judgment for whoring death, whoring murder. I don't care whether, as the son-in-law of the emphysema patient said, that the room is decorated nicely. You are a part and parcel of murder. You're murdering a person. Sorry, listen, and if you commit suicide, you're murdering yourself. And Revelation 21.8 says that you will have your part in the lake of fire. That burns with fire and brimstone. Look at this. Look at this stat. Are you, are you side by side that Aaron? Yeah, there you go. I just want to show this to you. So they start with this legally, this medically assisted suicide. It's med- they, they put a nice little acronym on it, made medically assisted and dying procedures. They start off 2015 to 63 people. And really what, seven years, six years later, it goes from, 63 to 3,663. So once again, everybody dies. When you're dealing with the globalist left, the DNC, the Democratic Party, the liberals in Canada, everybody dies. They create a virus that kills people. They mask which kills people, isolate which kills people, send people home where 78% of people catch the coronavirus in their own home. 76% of people catch the, catch the coronavirus in their, own, in, their home, in their own home. They isolate you there. And if all that doesn't kill you off, then they create a vaccine with cyanide in it, that remdesivir with cyanide in it, that, doesn't, that kills you off. Or they create a vaccine that kills you off or infirms you. It's all about death because they are of their father, the devil, and they want to carry out their father's desires who was a murderer from the beginning. 
You want to find out, you want to find out where the Antichrist is, follow the lies and follow the death and you'll find the Antichrist. 464 people are on right now. I love each and every one of you. Tons of videos to follow. Basically all of them new. One repeat that's really great. But stay on for them. Just a couple minutes of, of videos. By 90 seconds of me pimping t-shirts and then right into the videos. Love you all. God bless you. Back, back on uh, Thursday night. Full 90 minutes of fury. I'll see you then. God bless you. Ambient noise is not unbelief. It's what causes unbelief. There's a war going on, but I see, I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members, Romans 7:23 again. What's warring against the law of your mind is ambient noise. What's challenging the law of your mind? The law of your mind is faith. Whatever is challenging faith to you is noise. It's ambient noise. Ambient noise is often what you don't coherently hear. It's things that you don't necessarily know are challenging your faith. Listen, it is not an option. It is imperative that you identify the ambient noise in your life. Imperative, because there's a war that's going on. enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.